it's never going to be a Dilla, and it's never going to be a Primo. Those guys are legends. So, you know, Dilla's gone. You know, his music is still here. Primo's still here. So it's pretty much like enjoy him while you can, you know. But, yeah, people, well, um, they try to recreate. And, and it's cool. It's, it's all out of love and respect as a fan. But nowadays, dudes are just going overboard, man. Like, just diving off the bridge with the shit, man. You got to chill out. Can't keep doing it, man. You know, find your own style, man. The secrets of the rap game exposed. This is real rap. Ladies and gentlemen, today's special guest, Angered Rebel. Let's get it. You know, I used to wake up damn near every weekend, every Sunday morning, um, right before church, to my mom bumping fucking Al Green. Like, I used to wake up to shit. Goddamn, man. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I used to just listen and vibe and dance and groove and stuff like that. Um, Never knew what I was getting myself into. I just enjoyed music, and I enjoyed the way it made me, it made me feel. Excuse me. Um, then after a while, you know, as uh, every every beatsmith or producer or whatever you want to call yourself who makes beats, you know, you come into your first, I guess, toy, equipment, gadget, um, and you just start producing. So, being that... Uh, Again, like we just discussed, coming up in the 80s, I was actually born in the 80s, so coming up in the 80s, 90s to now, you know, I was a big fan of the Primo. I was a big fan of the Dilla, big fan of Q-Tip. You know, I fell in love with Kanye before, before, you know, the madness. I'm, I'm talking about the the rock Kanye, the guy who was just producing, the guy who wasn't rapping. Um, you know, I fell in love with these guys, man. So... You know, I would imitate them and stuff like that, but it was all just music. It was all me being a fan of hip hop. It was me falling in love with hip hop before, you know, the style of trap and being a trapper and all this stuff took over. Pretty much kind of killed hip hop. Um, so I was that guy, man. Um, but you know, I I will I will definitely say that it was one of the best things. That I was hearing at that time, it's still to this day. But the thing is, is like, what happened to hip hop? Where is hip hop? Is it still alive? I'm not a new hip hop savior. I'm just a person who adds to it. The thing is, is how can we reconnect? How can we get back into that? Again, I'm not going to lie, so I haven't dabbled into this trap style of music. Of course I have. You know, I even went to EDM. I have beats right now, straight EDM. And that's not, you know, it's, it's not me converting or anything. It's just me just trial and error. You know, I, I love jazz. A lot of hip-hop is, you know, is jazz. Samples and stuff like that. You know, of course, DJing, of course. Um, So definitely, you know, definitely in hip-hop. Definitely love hip-hop. I would die with hip-hop. So, I don't know, man. How do you feel? How do you feel about hip-hop in the state, man? Okay, first of all, I, I am not the guest. I'm the host. You cannot ask me <laughs> questions. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. That's that, that's like cool. the rule. Cool. <laughs> no problem, man. Got it. Got it. Nah, nah, but uh you know what? Number one, hip hop is not dead. That is the biggest myth ever. That's like saying the sun doesn't rise in the east every morning. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay. Like hip hop we do it. Me and you right now, we talking about it. All right. So and then you got like a bunch of people all around the world who who do who does hip hop. It's just right now what we're what is being promoted all the time is is just the watered down I always call it g- g- genetically modified music. It's kind of like food, okay? Now, when you go to the store, you keep buying, you know, stuff out of a box or you go to fast food, right? Now, that food does suck. It's not good for you literally. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if you grow your own food, you get natural, organic things, and you cook it yourself, or you go to someone who knows what they're doing, food is still good, okay? It's kind of like hip-hop. Right now, hip-hop is going through its organic stage, and um, we're just not promoting it the way that it should be promoted. Merely, merely underground, you know? Everything, I guess, is everything else is the filth, of course, is pretty much pushed to the surface, basically pushed up front, right in your face, so you don't really get a chance to see what else is out there because it's basically smothering you in the face. The bullshit is that's what I'm speaking of. But no, I can I can definitely agree with that. You know, because um, you know, I, I still to this day I got some music the other day, man. Uh, who is the guy? The the white rapper. No offense. Uh, Mac Miller, pretty decent album, you know. Uh, the hometown whatever. dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's cool. It's okay, you know. I used to like Wiz, another hometown dude for you, before he went mainstream and whatever else. You know, no offense. Um, but yeah, even um, I would say even a Kendrick, a Kendrick and a J, a J. Cole are pretty much quote unquote our saviors of hip hip hop from what other people are saying. Personally, how I feel, J. Cole is, is a dope a dope artist, and uh, congratulations on all his success. And I definitely love Kendrick Lamar. Um, but I, w- I like I like them before they actually hit the media, fame, or however you want to say it. Um, I actually got a chance. I'm out here in Cincinnati, so I actually got a chance to see uh, to see both of them. You know, because Kendrick actually made some local. Uh, Came to the local local scene, did a couple performances here at a local uh, club slash bar, and that was that was pretty dope. Um, and J Cole actually just put on a performance where he had a tour, and he had Big Sean, and he had people from his drill, uh, excuse me, Dreamville Entertainment come here, and that was pretty live and it was pretty dope, man. But I seen J Cole before he even blew up. A lot of people don't know that. I seen this guy perform over in um, Kentucky, which is right next door, at a uh, Madison Theater, and um. I never knew this guy was like, this guy was like six, what, six, four, six, five or something like that. This guy was like fucking huge. And um, this before he even blew up, man. I think he was doing a tour with Wale. They made no money from what I hear, but uh, this dude was dope then, man. Just mixtape after mixtape. And he was performing. I knew every song. It was crazy, man. So to see him blow up and have success now is like a real great thing, man. You know, much props to the guy. Yeah, it's... uh. You know, like all, uh, cause I saw like this one meme on uh, Facebook about uh, how uh, 
your f- favorite rapper at one time was a local rapper. Yeah, definitely. And, and you got to support, uh, you know, because uh, now this is just a me thing. Like, uh, I-, I feel that the fans and even even us creators to a certain degree, we, we don't promote what we do enough. Um, like, you know, industry hip hop, they got the machine behind them. So, of course, it's always in your face. No matter where you turn, it's always in your face. And, you know, we just have to come to these conclusions that um, we're actually just going to have to promote ourselves and even separate ourselves from that um, label, you know, and, and really, really promote to, you know, the regular person that, look, this is what we do. This is It's just not like, you know... Okay, I'm just going to promote me all day. No, I have to promote what I listen to and who I like at the same time as myself. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. You know, Definitely. So, so, look, let me ask you let me ask you this. All right. Now now you down the river from me literally in Cincinnati. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, when I think of Cincinnati, you know who I'm going to say. You know who I'm going to oh. say. All right. Oh man. Okay. High, high tech. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, now, no, no, no. What is the vibe hip hop wise in Cincinnati? It's terrible. Okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to sugarcoat. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And a lot of people from my city would definitely agree. Yeah, when people, a lot of people think of Cincinnati, they have, a, they are, excuse me, they either think of number one, the legend Hotek, or um, this other guy, Trap Style, kind of uh, Lantana. I guess he signed with a label. I think it was like Sony RCA, maybe like two or three years ago. Then he kind of just fell off the earth. No offense to the brother, you know, much love, but you know, but um, definitely high tech is the, the hometown favorite. Um, but the scene here is terrible, man. Like it's already bad enough. We're always on the first 48 <laughs> for killing, but it ties into the music, which is just track trash. You know, it's just murder, murder, sex, drugs, women, and murder. That cycle, really, over and over, 24-7. Um, and a lot of these dudes, it's just what they see on TV and hear from other guys, and they portray it. You know, they copy it. And it's just like, you guys really ain't about that life, so stop it. Or it's, it's trash. But then you have a few people, um, a few local cats, that run with high tech that are dope. Like, what the hell? You know? Um, and also, a lot of people don't know that maybe, um, Talib, like, the dude is here all the time. Like, I know this cat. Like, I, I know him from other friends. Like, I used to go over to my friend's house, and it would, him and a couple other dudes that rap would be, like, laying on the couch, chilling. Like, you know, so I know these guys, man. So, you know, High Tech and Talib, man, they're, they're always in the city, man. They're always doing something, you know? Mm. So, but so, now, man, so you know, let me ask you this. Do you know uh, Jay Rawls and uh, James, uh, Jay Sands, Lone Catalyst? Jay Sands, not not Jay Rawls, not, not like that. Mm. So I wouldn't say I know him, but I know of him. Okay, okay. Definitely know of him. Yeah, because I know Rawls, he's out there. Um, how far away is um, Columbus to you? 
Columbus is right next to right outside of Dayton, so I would say maybe like an hour and forty, mm-hmm. hour and fifty. Basically, if you want to round it, two hours. My sister actually goes to Ohio State, so I have to go get her. So it, you know, it's about an hour and fifty, man, depending on how how you drive. If you got a heavy foot or not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, cause see, I always ask everybody, how is their uh, locale and how's the uh, hip hop out there? And and the one thing that you know I continuously hear is it sucks. You know. And, yeah. And uh, well, let me ask you this: Why does it suck? I, I mean, I know. Okay, excluding why um what everybody raps about in in your opinion in your honest opinion in your experience why do you think it sucks and why can't it get better the problem is it can it can get better but again um stating the obvious uh mean uh mainstream media it's the the bullshit is pushed in your face and so they mimic it here in cincinnati they love it like you know what you see on TV is what you want to get in reality. I don't understand it. People need to really turn off the screens. But it it just is. That I really don't understand. Um, and it's to the point where the the queens, man, the black queens love it. And then they, they play it for their youth. And their youth is rock, walking around singing and dancing and doing the same thing that they see. It's just like, what the fuck? It's a repetitive thing that I hate. But as far as the hip-hop scene, there are cats that I hear, cats that I work with. I mean, dude, I was just working with a gospel cat that is in love with hip-hop. He does, like, gospel rap. And I hate saying gospel rap because it puts him in a category, which I hate. But this dude is dope. He's not on that trap stuff. He's not on any of that. He actually rapped to a trap beat future uh, commas song or whatever. And he killed it on a lyrical hip-hop basis. You know, and this guy's dope, but like what I was saying is it's a lot of guys that I produced or engineered for that are dope, man, but they get no recognition and they promote themselves, but they always get outshadowed by these, these, these trap dudes that are talking about murder because I guess that's the thing, man. And, and I hate it. I really do. I hate it. You know, and I try not to conform. But I try to I try to deliver for everybody. Being a producer and you know a beatsmith, I try to cater to everybody. Okay, what's your style? Oh, that's your style. Okay, cool. I can do it. And you know that's my main purpose for listening to even that type of music. But then again, you know I work with Caucasian white dudes that do rock. So you know I break out my drums and mic mic my drum kit up, and I do something like that. Break out the guitar. If I can't do it, I go find somebody. You know, so it's it's here, man. It's 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 diverse, but again, it's overshadowed, man. and it sucks, man. And Cincinnati is the city of hate, to be honest. It's like crabs in a bucket, you know. Some someone tries, you know, someone tries to make it to the top and they get pulled down, and it sucks. And that's why we would never ever become what um, LA is, um, or New York, or even Atlanta. Never. You know, Atlanta is known for the trap, but guess what? Atlanta's popular, and a lot of those guys, a lot of those people, they work together. They're not always going at each other's neck. Cincinnati's completely different. You know, you come down the street, you say you don't like this person, this, that, and the third, and that person is shot dead. Damn. It's crazy, man. No, seriously. I'm serious, man. That comment I made about the first 48, this shit is real, man. Excuse my language, but it, it really is. It's real, man, and it sucks. You know, me, I'm just a guy who make beats 
that work a nine to five and I'm part-time military now. So, you know, I'm doing that, taking care of my daughter and I'm bouncing from studio to studio. If I'm not in my own studio, man, I'm just trying to make it. And, you know, again, I love hip hop. So I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to put it on, but it sucks, man. It really does. So for you to hear that every city and state is the same. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. It is. Yeah, I mean, everybody I talk to, you know, like, now I could go on, you know, a long rant about Pittsburgh. Because right. uh, we got, you know, we got our own issues here. I mean, just don't get it twisted. Uh, just because we got uh, Mac, Wiz, uh, everyone forgets about Millman and Butter and Sam Steen. Right, okay. Okay. Like, you know, we got our own issues, too. And, right. uh, you know... It, it it the the scene here has gotten better. It it's it's getting better. I almost see like uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Almost, you know, it's like and, uh, it's starting to get better. But <laughs> but we still got a long way to go. Long way to go here. And, and I know you're the host, so you know, excuse me, I don't want to get chewed out again. But you know, one question: what 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 happened? Because whatever, whatever the hell happened, man, it needs to gravitate over here. Seriously. Well, you know, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati is, like, very similar. Very. Right. Right. Time. That's the only thing I can say is time. You know, things got to grow. It has to evolve. Um, you know, I've seen many cats come, many cats go, but... It's just time, and also too, believe it or not, the internet. I'll say that was the big difference, uh, especially with uh, Wiz and Matt, the internet, and okay. um, because like Wiz, he would never do local shows. Okay, never. Mac did because uh, a lot of a lot of people don't know. Like um, when I used to perform, I used to have Mac just come on stage with me. I remember Mac Miller when he was fifteen at Alderdice, coming out the oh, shows. Nice. Okay, nice. him, and, him and his man Beatty. So you know, like I personally know, and you know, I'm not saying that to brag or anything, you know, because no, I, I got, I, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Because I haven't seen Mac in four years. That's the last time I saw him. You know what I'm saying? But you know, um, it, it's the internet, and also too, both of them had money. Okay, uh, I've heard the stories about you know, their finances, but they had money, they had a plan, they packaged it together, and that's how they got out. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, you're going to need some money, but the internet, you know, you know, open up that lane for them, and cats here see what they did, and all of a sudden, like, it's coming together. Now, by me saying that right now, it could be, it could fall apart by the time this interview's over. Okay, you know what I'm saying? We're back to hating each other. I mean, there's still hate. You know, a lot of cats, there's a lot of good artists that don't get recognition and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, time, a little money in the internet. that That's what changed things here. Hopefully but, it changed but we here, still, But we still got our problems. Yeah, and I think that's the deal with a lot of these trap dudes, man. They get into the, the selling the dope and selling these drugs, man. And, you know, that's revenue for them to go ahead and, you know, buy more studio time, buy package deals, buy whatever they need in order to, you know, do what they need to do. You know, 
get Studio Time, make a, a gay, catchy song, and push it towards the radio stations via paying the radio stations to get rotation, get heard, and they get signed, and there they go. You know, they're off. And with us hip-hop dudes, man, it's a struggle, man. It was a struggle for me. All my equipment I bought, personally. I bought. I mean, thousands of dollars, man. You know, and that shit was hard. I had to work for it. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't easy for me, and I'm for sure it's not easy with a lot of people. Let me tell you, man, growing up, 14, 15, you know, my first NPC or Fruity Loops or whatever you want to call it, man, I had my, I had everything set up, like, from a dresser to an iron board, bro. Like, seriously. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, man. Dude, it was hard. It was hard. You you think, like, I was 14, 15 at a, I had a studio in my basement in my room. Hell no. I was still in high school. My mom wasn't, you know, she was middle class because that was middle class at the time. Of course, the economy collapsing is completely different. Now, you, your middle class worker is not, it's not even the middle class. You know, you have your upper and then you have your lower. So, you know, we had decent money, but my mom was not going to invest into that. She was like, boy, go to school and then go to college. Go become a doctor. You know, the, or, you know, go play ball. The The black man's way to get out you know so i was you know i had my speakers and everything in my turntable where i sampled from and i had that shit on like an ironing board bro and if i didn't if my iron board broke or i needed to use it then i had to transport it to transport it to my dresser or to the floor man so you know it's been a struggle man like you know we you know it is what it is but you know I, at the end of the day man i did it for the love of hip-hop you know what i'm saying yeah at the end of the day man i did it for the love of hip-hop so no, see, the only reason why I laugh at the ironing board, man, because, like, see, I had milk crates. You know what I'm saying? See, I, yeah. went, out, I went out and stole a couple milk crates. You know what I'm saying? Then you, uh, <laughs> you know, then you uh, line them up just right. And then you go get that piece of board, you know, or that old broken table, take the legs off, put it on top of the milk crates. There you go before you yep. actually even get, like, a table. Then you move up to the desk. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, there's a method to this madness, man, you know, that, uh, you know, and, and the money that we spend, because as a producer, we spend way more money than a rapper will. Way more. And that's why we say no free beats. What the hell? You talking about all these jeans and shoes and jewelry and bomb bottles and models in the club and it's and the third and you expect me to give you free beats, nigga? Fuck no. <laughs> no, man. No, <laughs> it's not gonna happen, man. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. When you when you got your first equipment, man. All right. How long did it take you to save up to get it? Oh man. Okay. So I had a Roland eight hundred eight drum kit. Um, uh, classic. Uh, it was like a micros. I can't. I can't remember. It, again, I was like thirteen or fourteen, and um, again, my mother would never finance anything like that. So I, I got a, I got a fucking part-time job doing landscaping. You know, I was still 14. I had to get a permit and everything and physical shit. Okay. But I saved up maybe at the time it was like three fifty at a pawn shop. So dig, I would work, 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 you know, knock out my school work. And, um, I would like, the job wasn't paying me enough. They was paying me like, fucking like seven dollars or something right hmm. so for months it took me like two months for months i wouldn't even go to the store to go buy nothing i would like save up all my money to make extra money i would like 
cut grass and do other shit around the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So, and the crazy thing is I would go to that pawn shop every day and like window shop and stare, talk to the owner, like, please don't sell it, put it behind the counter or whatever, man. So it, it took me about a good two and a half months. It was about three fifty. It was crazy, but I, I saved, I saved up the money, man. I got it. I was fucking broke when I got it after, after the purchase, but I stopped getting it, man. So, you know, it was well worth it, man. Well worth it. Yeah, you was broke afterwards, and but, but I know you you wore that thing out. Oh, beat the shit out of it. You know, what beat saying? the shit out of it, man. And then you had the additional. I had to buy like additional auxiliary cords and all this other speaker wire shit like that, man. Which you know, I basically stole from my mom's. Like you know, she had the whole. Um, I think she had like the the eight track and all this other stuff and. CDs were coming in at that time and we still were using tapes, cassette tapes and you know about cassette tapes, man. Put the tape over the top and overdub and all the shit, man. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was making I was making beat tapes, man. I was like sampling all the time and doing overdubs, man. It, oh my God, dude. It's bringing me back. It was crazy, man. It was hard though. You know, and then my brother, my stepbrother used to rap. So, you know, I used to make beats, put them on the tape and then he used to like rap on them over it. Like it, it was crazy, man. It's fucking crazy, but it's, it's for the love, man. It's it's for the love, man. It, it definitely is for the love. Now, now, from them days of when you first started to now, right? Because like I've I've been following you on SoundCloud for, yeesh, about four years yeah, now, dude. I'm hardly I'm hardly even on there, like. But yeah, I I know for sure. I know. Yeah, we've been we've been kicking it for about almost yeah some years, bro. Yeah. So, because even I've noticed a change in how you make your beats. I've seen it, okay? But from from your perspective, that change, why did did you make that change? And, you know, now that you can look back and look at your work, how does it feel that you've evolved? All right, well, um start with the first one the first question how did i make that change or whatever mm-hmm. um it okay so you know of course i'm a big Dylan fan so um like everyone else uh of course you know i wanted to be Dylan. so but I, I didn't necessarily bite his style now i sampled of course and um you know i, I did the whole boom bat thing i did the whole you know um two and four notes and you know the whole um What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the whole, like the snare would hit kind of off, like it was a shift, you know, like a, you know, you know, just the groove, like the NPC groove, the, the whole swing and everything like that. Yeah. You know, I was big into that. You know, I still have records. I'm, you know, my family do. They they collected records, man. So they ended up passing them down. I have a shit ton of records. So you know, I was big into that. But after a while with different equipment, with listening to different people, or just actually what people don't do now is shut off your laptops, turn off your TV, and just finding yourself. That's one thing I did. I found my niche. I found my style. You know, um, I took in what everyone was doing because I'm a big fan of Kanye, of course. I'm a big fan of Jake Dillow, of course. You know, I love Primo, but my, one of my favorite cats, and a lot of people don't talk about, is uh, Timberland. Timberland's a guy who stuck to his sound, man. Timberland stuck to his sound. Meaning, you look at Kanye West from when he started to what he's doing now. 
he's more or less like he started with the whole sampling stuff and then he kind of ventured off into what other people kind of are doing now. Not saying are taken away from his credibility because he's a great, he's a, he's a genius. He's very arrogant, but he's a genius. But Timbaland is one guy who stuck to his sound from back when he started to now. Even with some of his pop music, it still has that Timberland flavor. Like, you can still tell that Timberland touched that. You know, so the change I took was necessary. You know, I found my niche. I dabbled into trap. You know, I'm not going to lie and say that I don't like it because I do. The music portion of it, meaning the production, not necessarily the whole lyrics and what everybody's talking about. I'm not, I'm not into that. But just creating it, dealing with sounds and stuff like that, I, I like it because I like sounds. I like getting new sounds with kids, like I told you. I know a few people in the industry, so we trade off sounds. They give me new stuff to work with. I love it. You know? So basically, I, I needed to make that change, and I'm glad I made that change. Where I'm at now, um, it's it's kind of hard to describe, man, because I'm in between. One day I'm I'm up and I'm making trap music, and then like within the next hour or so I'm making EDM music, or you know, pop music, or trying to do R&B, you know. But I try not to label what I'm doing. I just go off of what I'm feeling at that time and whatever mood I'm in at that time. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. You know. Well, okay. Like, now, you're talking about how you're delving off in, like, all these different genres of music, but yet still being you as an artist. All right. Still keeping that, yeah, still keeping me in all those different avenues. All right. Now, a lot of people may say what you're doing, you know, you're committing a, a technical foul because you're doing all this stuff. Right. You're just not making the dusty backpack, all right? Or you're not just making right. the trap banger, but you're branching out. But isn't that what a right. producer's supposed to do, Brant? Yes. Do, do, do yes. be them, but yet be them in a different aspect. Just broaden your whole vision, man. And what I'm saying is, um, um, and what you probably know, um, it's this, it's this, I don't know if I want to call it a label or a production company or whatever, but Mass Appeal, where they blindfold the producer, send him into the record store, and he picked out like three samples or, you know, three vinyls or some joints. I'm blindfolded and he looks, he purchases, he leaves, he goes to the studio, he works and tries to work out joints. What I'm saying is people need to broaden their vision. People need to actually experiment because dabbling into different genres, man, you pick up different things. You know, like I was saying, you, you, I love the way that the bass hits or the 808 hits when you're making trap music versus a bass line just in a regular hip-hop music. But I love the, the sample aspect and the gems you can pick up. Even the vinyl dust that you can do in hip-hop versus trap synths and things of that nature. Or dabbling into like jazz or going over into country. As much as I hate country music, it's different things and gems and stuff that you can pick up and you can master in different aspects of different genres that you need to that you need to have if you want to master your craft. It's cool. If you want to be that, you know, kid at 15 that was making backpack music and now you're 30, 15 years later and you're still making backpack music, what progression have you made in order to, you know, change or master or go outside of yourself? You have to do that. You have to. And that's where I'm at. You know, I couldn't keep making the same joints over and over again. You know, I had to I had to make a change to look back on and say, hey, you know what? I didn't like that beat so much, but it led me to who I am now. And a lot of people don't do that. 
That's what I'm saying, man. Go into your local mom's or pop store, pick up a vinyl or pick up something that you would never, ever, ever touch in your life and try to experiment with it, man. Try to do something different. You know, as a, as a producer, you have to. And that's my thing. My email blows up every single fucking day with new songs or new sounds and stuff to download. And I come home and I get busy. I love it. This is what I do every day outside of being part-time military, having my daughter and working, you know. That's what I do, and I love it, man. But as a producer, as an engineer, sound engineer, man, until you actually do things outside of your comfort zone and broaden your vision, you're never going to progress. Never going to progress. Excuse me, progress. You may master what you've been doing for that decade, but dude, when you like turn around and look outside, there's like a million other things that you will have to conquer. Don't spend as much time doing the same thing over and over again. It's cool. Practice makes perfect. There's a difference, but look outside that window and go tackle different tasks to make yourself better. Because a lot of these mainstream guys, your Timberlands and your, your Neptunes do, they done it. They already did it. That's why they're in a position that they're in and they're great. You know what I mean? So that's my whole standpoint on it. Now, as a producer working with artists, right? Um, how much input do you put into the song? Because we got to make it, um, distinct, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, separation here, because see, there's the beat maker and the producer. Right. Definitely. Definitely. Well, you do, you play both sides. Okay. So you're the one who created the beat. So pretty much majority of time I have an idea of how I want it. Now it's different. Let me reframe the guy. Primo, his name is Jeff Stolten. Um, He's actually from your town. He just moved here at a younger age, and I've been working with this guy for like years. He's a great nurses. I love the work that we do. With him, when I'm making a beat, and I hear, I already know like this beat is for him. So when I'm working with him, it's like a relationship we have for so many years. So it's easy, you know. Um, I'm like, dude, this should be the course, or dude, before I even when I send send him to the beat and the email I'm already titled I'm like dude this is the title this is what you should rap about I don't necessarily ghostwrite or anything for him but I tell him like dude you need to touch on this topic you need to touch on this topic you need to touch on this topic and we go from there and our relationship is like crazy when he's in the studio and he's recording I'm like dude no do it again do another take that doesn't sound right say it like this clear your voice put some aggression in it on his bar, puts more aggression than what you would, you know, like, so we, I'm definitely hands-on with him. You know, I'm not just the guy who made the beat. I'm, I become the producer. And if something doesn't sound right, if my drums don't sound right, then I will call my cousin. I'll call my stepbrother. I'll call the guy who I was working with last week. Um, he, like I said, he's a, a Christian rapper, but he also plays the bass really well. So I will call him like, dude, you know, I, I hate the bass line here. Can you mic up real quick and lay down these, these couple um, notes for me, you know, so I'm, I'm definitely hands on, definitely hands on when it comes to like my projects, but I'm not going to lie dealing with other people, you know, they will already bring me tracks or beats that they have and they would already have their lyrics and everything ready. So more or less, I'm kind of just playing the engineer role or just the beat maker role. Mm-hmm. So I don't really, I really don't tell them how to do it. Because I don't want to overshadow. Now, if they ask me, like, man, how do you think that sounds? They're not telling like, dude, bro, you need to take that shit out. That shit is not going to work. Maybe you should say it like this, bro. You know, but, you know, I try not to, I try not to interfere with other people's 
craft and art, you know, and, but I'm working on it because my thing is, and what I hear from other producers is that you should, you should interfere. If they get butt hurt, fuck it. But you're telling them the truth. You know, anything that comes in my studio, man, it can't be whack. So if it comes in whack, it's going to come out plush. It's going to come out polished because I tell them like, bro, no, you're paying for the studio time. Don't worry about it. You might need to pay for extra three or four hours, but yo, this track is whack, nigga. We gonna fix it, you know. So, yeah, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. So now I'm more, I'm more into like the producer stage, you know. I it took a while for me to get there because I was just a beat maker. Now I'm the producer with my boy Jeff Primo. I'm straight producer mode with him. I merely produce like ninety percent of his music percent of his beats and everything and i get down and dirty with that and he knows what's up like but we have that chemistry because we built it but with other people i'm becoming the producer instead of the guy who's just sitting there mixing and mastering your craft i'm like dude that sounds fucking terrible all right bro how about we change this line and this bar and you should you should actually just wipe out the whole course spit like fucking 32 to 60 something bars and then spit your course at the end because it would sound better on this type of beat or do not don't add with this because the way that you're saying it, you're not actually giving yourself any type of space or breaths in between so it's no need for you to try to add it because it's not going to fit it's just going to overshadow the whole damn song you know so i'm actually being that producer now and it took a while for me to get there because i didn't want to hurt people's feelings you know so yeah, yeah, I know that hurting the feelings, and and particularly as um, an engineer. Now you sitting there recording these cats. Now I mean, just pressing oh. a couple buttons because you even said it. Like, all right, they come in. You just press a couple buttons, mix. All right, next. You know. Yep. Okay, but now sitting there as the producer, and now you're engineering. So you you're literally listening to a i'll just say a song in many different yeah. ways that average people don't even comprehend right okay i mean you're you and especially when the artist gets on that mic and they start doing it and um you know as you said you know there's certain vocal inflections that they miss in on on a certain bar or you know maybe yeah. they got too hype here they gotta calm it down you got it hype it up over here and things like that. Yeah. Now, how long did it take you to uh, learn how to engineer? Because engineering is totally different from making a beat. Very, very totally different. Um, My cousin, my cousin, uh, Rico, Rico Streets, mm -hmm. which you know him from Facebook as well, too. Yep. You know my cousin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's going to be on so, the show. He's going to be on the show. Yeah, got it, got it. So a lot of the, pro the whole production, how to lay down vocals and stuff, actually came from being around him. He learned... And with the stuff that he learned, I either watched or either practiced with him. So I picked it up from there, and then everything else I pretty much learned on my, my own. So he and he basically introduced me to like the whole acid stage of, yeah, this is how you hook up the mic, and this is how the vocals get into the computer or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I took that idea, and I ran with it. After that, I just learned everything. But as far as like the whole techniques of breaths and how to do this and how to do that. That's stuff that I picked up on my own from years of just trial and fucking error, man. Like, you have to just go through those dark years of just fucking up. <laughs> of just fucking up, man. Like, seriously, you have to because that is progression again. But 
working with Primo, man, he, he, you know, he will go in, he will lay stuff down. And my thing is, I don't like to listen to it right away. If I'm making a beat, I don't like to, li- I like to come in the next day and listen to it with fresh ears so I can hear the mistakes and stuff like that. So he will come in, he will lay down like maybe five to six songs and then I will come back and edit everything the next day. And I'm like, damn, I would just listen, just listen, just listen, just listen. And half the time, you know, I was under the influence, which I don't do anymore. I love weed, but I don't smoke anymore. I can't. So <laughs> half the time I was under the influence, so I would catch certain things. And I'm like, man, you should have did it this way. Or you should have paused on that bar and then came in when that baseline kicked in or, you know, certain things like that. So it was just learning and listening. A lot of people don't listen. You know, they say, listen to your elders, be quiet, shut up. You know, with music, sit down, listen, don't talk. Or, you know, listen. If you listen, 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 you will pick up and you will learn a lot of stuff because you, you're you being obedient and on top of that, you're serving. So if you can just take those in to play, a lot of stuff will come to you easy. So again, I just listen, dude. I just listen, listen. And I started to pick up stuff. So then when he came in the next day, I'm like, dude, let's do this over. And you should do it like this. And bam, the shit was perfect. Perfect. But as far as engineering and learning that stuff, it took, it took a while. You know, experiment with different sounds and um, putting different effects on different places within songs, stuff like that. It took a while. But again, it was trial and error, and I just learned. You know, I didn't have an older brother or, you know, even though he's my cousin, he does his own work. I do my own work. We still collab on things. Or... I will, he will hear one of my songs and he's like, dude, what did you do with those hi-hats? How did you get that? Or I hear some of his stuff and I'm like, dude, what did you put on your vocals to make it sound like that? So we would share ideas, but it's merely just sitting in the house, listening and then experimenting, trying stuff out. You know, you have to do it, man. You have to do it. So basically what you're telling the audience is that some of the best ways how to learn something is to fuck it up. For you you gotta sometimes man it's like riding a bike you're gonna fall flat on your fucking face but get up and do it again so yeah just keep keep doing it you're gonna fuck up you're you're gonna make a beat and it's gonna sound like shit but in order for you to get better you have to keep going you have to keep trying so that's exactly what I did trial error man and like I said I'm pushing I'll be 30 next year been making beats since I was like 14 15 now. so you know those 15 years. It was a lot of downtime, or it was a lot of, it was a lot of ugly, it was a lot of ugly shit. But then again, on the brighter side of things, you know, I came out and look where I'm at now. I feel like I have a a great body of work that if one was to come in and just sit down and listen, they'd be like, damn, dude, you really have some shit. Yeah, because I put in the time and effort and it's, it's paying off for me right now, not financially, but for me, I'm satisfied. I'm happy with where I'm at. You know, and if I never, ever make it to be one of these or to become one of these producers like that I see on TV, that I hear on the radio, that's fine with me, man. I have a body of work that, you know, when I pass, the next person can listen to and be like, damn, this guy was a fucking genius. Not on a mainstream level, but on a local level. Like, damn, this guy was a fucking genius. You know, because I'm, again, listening to Jay Dilla, man, like, I still go over his beats and I'm like, damn. He's a fucking genius the way he chopped that sample. I would have never did that. You know? So, yeah, trial and error, man. You're going to fuck up. You're going to fall flat on your fucking face. But if you get up and you keep going and you dabble into different avenues and you try different things and, you know, you find your niche, you're going to be well off. I promise. 
So uh, right now, like, um, what projects you got out? Okay, who you working with? And uh, where can cats find you on this uh, internet thing? Cause see, I know definitely. where to find you. I know, you know, I know your real name. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's all good, man. You hey, know my you real know, name no, too, so it's all good. Right, right, right. I have no problem with the government, man. It's all good. But um, I'm uh, as far as projects, projects I'm working on now, I'm actually just producing for a shit ton of people. Um, literally this week, I had um six people come in with several different projects. Aside from working with my artist Primo. Um, I had, you know, the gospel cat come in and I had my cousin come in and then I had a few cats that were recommended from other people who come in and work with me or they will, you know, ask for beats and, you know, I would send them off and, you know, we would work like that, you know, through email where they like, Hey, man, I need beats. I'm like, okay, well, how many, what style are you looking for? They tell me, I craft it up, I ship it out. They write me back and fall in love with it. So right now. I got a cat out in St. Louis. His name is Jonesy. He's working with some stuff. I'm working with my cousin. His name is uh, Heavyweight. Um, he's a lyricist. He's down in Florida. I'm working with Primo. I'm working on my next beat tape. Actually, my next beat tape is already done. It's called Yesternight's, Yesternight's Dreams. Um, it's pretty dope. It's like four or five really hip-hop songs. And I've been for just four or five, man, man, man. That's yeah. like that's it's, like hors d'oeuvres, man. I, look, yeah. look, look, man. We need something <laughs> more, bro. At least, at least. I know, no, two no, no. more. No, I, I know, no, no. no, no I'm messing with is, you, dude. I'm messing with you. No, you're good. You're good. The thing is, the thing is, is I always when I put out an EP of just because I'm not rapping, I'm just making beats. So when I put out beats, I try to put out an EP of just beats. But I'm seeing a lot of cats coming out with like damn near 15 to 18 tracks. I'm like, jeez. I mean, I can do it. But I try to hit, I try to, I try to get straight to the point with the listener. You know, I don't, I don't want to, because when cats be rapping, they be passing me CDs and they be like 20 joints. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to sit here and go through all 20 of them joints. Like, I'm going to skip to the ones I need to hear. Like the one that has the, like, as soon as it comes on, it's straightforward with the lyrics and the beat is knocking. You know, I'm looking for that. I ain't looking for the other track that comes on real slow, like the orchestra song or fucking classical joint and it takes the build up about it goes to about a minute for the build up to come in and then the drums come in and the dude starts fucking singing or some shit I got time for that give me the shit that's like straight to the point man <laughs> oh Yo. wait a minute real quick let me interject let me uh, let me interject real quick right you know what be killing me yo <laughs> What you just said, man, they be dropping these albums, man, 20, 20, 17, 100 songs. Yes. It's like, yes, man. like my G. Yeah, man. So, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's, what, that's, that's, that's why I said, you know, my joint, the joint that I have finished, I think it's about five. I think it's about five songs. But I'm trying to up the notch. I'm going to either go to seven, seven to ten. But I'm trying not to, like, I'm trying not to over fucking power to listen I'm trying to get straight to the point because I know how I am so I'm going to put out something that mimics how I think or something like that you know so I'm not trying to be one of those dudes that got like 15, 16 songs and all the songs sound the same or it takes about fucking two minutes for them to get into the song and then after the two minute mark the shit is going off like what the, that was a waste of my fucking that was a waste of my fucking time that was a waste of my fucking time man so um, like I said that project is done I'm um, I know I know me. I'm going to work on others because I have a shit ton of beats that I can just put together, max, um, 
mixing, mixing match, excuse me, or just combined together. And I could throw out EPs for days, but I don't want to do that. I like to put songs that fit with each other. So the way I build an EP is I work on one song and I go to the next song, but that the, the next song, the following song is somehow some way ties into the first one. And that's how I build my projects. It's not just different fucking genres of songs. And I call it a fucking EP, package it together and ship it to you. That's a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. I want to do that. So, you know, I got some, I got some projects going that are personally for me, they're, they're almost done. Like I said, I've been working with other cats. Um, the name I go by is Rebel. A lot of people know me by Anger Rebel. Um, it's on my PSN for the PS4. You know, I did a couple projects by their name. That's my email address, which is angerrebel22 at Gmail. The anger came from me just being in the military. You know, we use code names like Ghost Rider and Anger Rebel and all that shit. So that's what my name was in the military. So I just kept it along with me. But I go by Rebel. A lot of people know me by Rebel. So um, it's soundcloud.com backslash angerrebel. And there you can pretty much find, man, that shit is old. It's like four or five years old of just hip hop beats that I was doing before. I'm going to tear it down and reconstruct it. But <clears throat> right now we have, uh, we're trying to switch it off. We, uh, we have this, uh, melanated God thing going on. It's called, um, basically it's MG is the label all together. So it's MG is the label dot squarespace.com. And that's the new site. That's where our home base is going to be. We're trying to get away from Instagram and Facebook and create our own home base to where we can, you know, pay for distribution, but also have our own music, our own beats. I just created a store. I actually just put out a drum kit in my damn self. It's called um, <clears throat> The Collection Hip Hop um, Edition Volume 1. And on there, on the site, there's a store. You can go purchase it. It's only like 10 bucks, but it's well worth the 10 bucks and I promise. And, um, there's also a video up of it that I'm showcasing everything that's in there from samples to kick snares. Um, even the extra stash on there that I threw in that I had sitting around that I, you know, I had chopped up some samples, all that crap is on there. I'm selling it for 10 bucks. So now I'm taking the stuff away from everything else and I'm trying to create a business. So now I'm going to be releasing sounds and drum kits and things of that nature because I'm sitting on so many fucking sounds that I, I create myself. Like I have people come in and you know, I'm, I'm for sure you know, you'll have somebody come in and you're recording live and then you have a session that you don't even use or a lot of them are mistakes or just, nah, we don't like that. Just trash it. So I stop trashing stuff. I'll put it in the folder and I set it aside. I go back to it. I get the sounds. I chop up the sounds and they sound great. And I'll run them through my analog um, SSL collection, which is solid state for people who don't know. Um, I run it through there, through my outboard gear, um, spice it up, and then I sell it. You know, but I'm not going to try to rip off the. I'm not going to try to rip off the customer. I'm going to give them what they need because I have. I bought drum kits. I have drum kits that are not even well worth the fucking price that they're putting in there. They're putting a fucking bunch of trash. So. But, <clears throat> Dude, look, man, at ten I bucks, man, nah, man, at ten bucks, that's right, that's right up my alley. Like what? Ten bucks? Yeah, like here. Cause you know what I'm yeah, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm not rich, and I'm definitely not trying to come up off the next man. I'm gonna definitely make sure that you know, for your ten bucks that you worked hard for, because that shit can go towards gas. But <laughs> your ten bucks that you worked hard for, I'm gonna make sure you have some great fucking sounds. 
like, yo, I'm going to come out with sample kits that, you know, for diggers, crate diggers that can't, um, can't, can't, you know, find that sound they're looking for. I might have it. Or I can do you a service of, or I can just dig, 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 chop, 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 batch it all up and send it to you for a negotiable price. You know, I'm not going to charge you an arm or leg. I'm not going to do that. I want to make sure you get it right. I want to make sure you have those nice, crispy ass drums. I want to make sure that you can push the envelope and you have that sound that you're wanting and that you're looking for. Because just like you, I'm looking for it too. So if I can do you a favor, I'm definitely going to do it, man. It's for the love of hip hop, for, for sure. So definitely. Because like me, like a producer such as myself, like a lot of times, man, like I just ain't got time to be sitting there like, uh, putting stuff together and, you know, and experimenting with sounds. And no, I, I'm Mr. Like, look, I need it real quick. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean, and, and that's not even being lazy because like developing your own sound, that's an art within itself. Itself. Yes. Yes. You know, I mean, because I've, I've dabbled with it and, you know, I actually saw myself, I could like seriously like just stop making a beat altogether and now just creating because that, you know, that's that's cool right there when you just sit there and just create all these new different sounds and textures and and emotions. That's that in a yeah. way that that is production. That That's the other level of production. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's sound design, man. It's sound design, and that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at. I have a, I have a pretty much a band that I'm trying to put together that we're all going to create these sounds, and we're all going to sell it and publish it. And we're all, whatever revenue we connect for, con, her, excuse me, collect from it, we're going to split down the middle. Mm-hmm. Even if it's nothing, even if it's 10 bucks, man, we're going to split that between four people, you know, because that's my thing, man. You know, I have no problem with, you know, being broke or not being rich. I don't care about, I mean, I, I don't care about money, but I, we need it in order to survive. But I don't care about it. What I care about, what, what means more to me is the music. Seriously, the sounds. Everything that goes down to building a beat, I love it. That's what I live for. So, I don't, you know, I don't care about the money, but like I was saying, I have a band. So, I'm going to be giving people... <clears throat> Groovy bass lines. You know, my girlfriend, she plays the keys. So she comes in and she lays, like, I'm not, I'm at work. She comes in, she lays down keys, bro, and like chops them up for me and package it up in the folder and say, hey, I'll left you some sounds if you want to go through them and, you know, try to build a kid out of that. Go ahead. And I have my dude come in, he plays the drums. So I'm giving you like breaks and shit, loops, everything. So I'm like, I'm, that's where I'm at now. Now I'm at the sound design stage where, this is what I'm doing now outside of producing, you know, making beats for people and all this other crap. Now I'm dabbling to sounds, like just building sounds for people, tweaking shit, man. I love it. It's, it's so, it's so much you can do, man. Hey, yo, I am Mr. Anger Rebel and this is real rap all day, every day. Everything said in this podcast lecture series is that of Dan Status and Anger Rebel. You can find Anger Rebel on SoundCloud. You can find Anger Rebel on Twitter. You can find Angered Rebel and his pack of dope samples at mgisthelabel.squarespace.com. That is mgisthelabel.squarespace.com. If you can't find it, you need to learn how to spell, ladies and gentlemen. As always, I'd like to thank you, the listener. I'd like to thank the usual cast of characters each and every week. But, Pete, I need y'all to share the show. Okay, now y'all like it because y'all tell me when I see you in the street. 
tell me when you hit me up on Facebook. So I need y'all to share it with your friends, with your lovers, with your enemies. Because your friends and lovers can be your enemies. As we roll out, this is Anger Rebel Track, Service Center Activated. Because you know when you download plugins nowadays, you gotta go through the Service Center to activate them unless you're um, good with certain things on the internet. You know how it goes. But peace to everybody. Y'all be good. I'm Dan Status. And this is Royal Rap. <laughs>